meeting some guys today in the cafeteria in the locker room. Um, it just they just radiate with humility. I really respect that. Um, guys that are so talented and that have a, a lot of upside and are just you know really stepping into uh, their primes as players. Uh, I'm excited to be with them, to be friends of theirs, to uh, just grow and to do whatever it takes to go where everybody knows this team can go. And um, it's just really cool to, to meet them and get, get a feel for their personalities and know that these are guys that uh, I'm going to enjoy showing up to work with every day. Those are the words of Darren Waller, new free agent signing and Giants tight end uh, going forward. This is the Blue versus Green show. I am Walter, and I'm joined today by Gabriel. What's up, Marte? What's up? What's going on? Our other host, Jose, is undisposed. He is not feeling well, so, you know, we're going to have to press on forward without him, right? Yeah. Yes, Jose, I, I hope that you're feeling much better uh, by the time that you check this out. Um, he was super pumped to do this episode, by the way, because he really you know, wanted to talk about yeah. you know all the new guys that the Jets got. But, you know, it is what it is. So Something about the porcelain throne calling his attention. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that may be a little bit too much information, but, hey, it's, it's fine, right? <laughs> No such thing in this uh, this uh, TMI YouTube world. There you go. How you doing, bro? How's everything going? I'm good, man. I missed the last episode, unfortunately, but I'm back here ready to talk about everything between the Jets and Giants free agency, as well as the one big major topic that I missed out on the last time that I really, really didn't want to miss out on. But you know, well then you know what? Get Let's... my thoughts on it. Let's get right into it because yeah, um... let's get right into Aaron Rodgers. There you What's go. What's up, bro? Because our, our last episode was really all about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we did touch upon some other things, but it was more an Aaron Rodgers ref- kind of like a, a, a really dedicated to what happened. Because it was literally the same day that he announced on the Pat McAfee show that he has intentions of playing with the Jets. You know, my thing about him and his intentions are that he had intentions of retiring when he I don't buy that, by the last way. year of the Packers. That's the thing. I don't buy it either. So if I, if you don't buy that he had intentions of retiring with the Packers and he was just kind of creating this whole show to get them to re-sign him and stuff like that, then why should I believe him that he truly intends on playing with the Jets? This whole like facade of like, you know, making it seem like he has a bone to pick or a chip on his shoulder with the Packers and the way that they treated him at the end of his uh, tenure there and stuff like that. Like, that's all BS. And I absolutely really? hate, I absolutely think that it's complete BS. I think it's stupid. Um, I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about an organization that pushed out, you know, a, at the time, a Packers legend in Brett Favre to make way for him. Okay, gave him everything that he needed all his entire career there. Uh, And all he's done is kind of like bitch and moan about it, uh, especially in the last few years. They they, they hired his replacement. Yes, of course they did. You know, that is a sore subject for him. 
it's a sore subject, but how could it be sore? You want them to find a replacement after you decide to retire, Listen, especially knowing now, especially knowing now that the way that he likes to make these decisions are by not telling anything to anybody. Hey, this is not how an organization is run, and this is not how a professional is run. And that's why I think that this prima donna is going to fail here in New York. Well, see. Go, going back to the whole 90% retired, you know, I, I'm 90% on this show or I'm 90% not, but you know, it, it's weird because on I, in his last game at Lambeau, you did get the sense that that was the last time he was going to be there because you saw him walk off with Randall Cobb and it was very right. much a, a melancholy moment for him. Right. right. And, and so, but you know, so at that point, I believe him that he thought maybe this was it, right? Because you saw it, you physically saw it, but his actions after that never really gave me the thought that he was going to retire, you know, because he was going around talking about, you know, during the combine and, and things like that. People were asking him questions about what his future is. And, you know, he kept on pivoting to the Raiders, talking about the Raiders fans, you know, how they wanted him. That doesn't sound like a person that was getting ready to retire, you know? Now, I do believe one thing. Mm -hmm. That man is pissed off. For whatever, whether whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, that man is pissed off. And you can, you can kind of see it in that interview with Pat McAfee because he always talked about the Packers fans. He mentioned the organization as like the, the trainers and, you know, the, the guys in the locker room and stuff, but he mm-hmm. never specifically said anything about Brian Kudekust, who's the, the general manager there. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, he always said, well, they were pushing me out. That sounds like a guy that's pissed. And for me as a jet fan, I want Scorched Earth Aaron Rodgers because Scorched Earth Aaron Rodgers won two COVID MVPs. That's so. true. I and, and I and I understand that. I understand that 100 percent Um, you know, I think any pissed off competitor can do really, really well. And most of the time they do, but look at Tom Brady, pissed off competitor this past season. Actually, it it made it his worst season. And I don't necessarily know. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy that, like, you know, he has he has this legendary aura that he's had of his career, mm-hmm. you know, on his back. Um, but he doesn't like to take accountability, in my opinion. You know, he doesn't want to take accountability for anything that's going on with the Packers. He I has said he has he has said that you know, well, what can I do? The Packers aren't giving me any weapons, or they're not doing anything that they're not giving me what I need to succeed over here. And then what does he do? He's like, hey, Jets, here's a wish list. Yes, they're not a list of demands, but they're a wish list, mostly of Packer guys that he has around him. So if the Packers weren't putting people around him that he needed, then why does he want them on the Jets? So then on top of that, on top of that, to what replace the people that have the people on the Jets. I think the Jets already have a really solid team. The only thing you needed was a plug and play quarterback, not so not 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 a bunch of other uh, uh, people that are coming in to kind of, I don't know, change the locker room or change like whatever. You know, I just don't think that 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 whole idea of. I think that he's trying to do what Tom Brady did. 
Tom Brady went to the Bucks and he's like, All right, I'm going to recruit my peoples and I'm going to recruit the playbook and we're going to win a Super Bowl. But there's some value to that. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to push back just a little on that because I, I do agree that he, you know, I, I've always said this, you know, originally my my thought was I didn't want Aaron Rodgers on the team because I thought he was too much of a prima donna. But, you know, in, in listening to a lot of the things that's happened in the last couple of weeks or even a mm-hmm, month or so. Mm-hmm. I, I'm slowly starting to change that because you listen to the players and the players speak glowingly about him. Like, like for example, Alan Lazard, he he went he was he was effuse in in his praise of of Aaron saying, you know what, he was the only guy that believed in me in that in that, you know in that organization. Right. He was the one that pushed me, you know, he was the one and and you hear a lot of, you know, guys saying he made me the best version of myself that that you know that I couldn't be able to do on my own. And so when I hear things like that, you know, I I look at what the Jets are and listen, I think they were going to sign Alan Lazard regardless because he is he is a good complement to the the to the guys that are in that locker room. Um, because he's six five, he's a big body. That's something that the Jets don't have. You know, right. Garrett yeah. Wilson is an excellent route runner, but he's not gonna go in and, and he can Yeah, we do don't it. know we don't we don't know how but, durable he's gonna be, you know. And, and not only that, Al, Alan Lazard is a beast in the in the red zone because of his size, which is something that the Jets really don't have. I mean, you could look at Denzel Mims and say, hey, maybe, but he's a better version of Denzel Mims. Quite clearly. So, but other than that, but, I mean, the Jets really haven't gotten a ton of Packers. You know, like no, no, no. I, is, I understand that. I absolutely you know, understand that. But it's it's still it's it's less about like what they've gotten and more about like uh the the his like just the Aaron Rodgers effect of what he's trying to do. And I need I need to kind of like kind of bring a, a couple things. Like, first of all, like who's going to talk badly about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I think that a lot of that is brown nosing. You know, we're talking about publicity and media. No one's going to say, especially when it's like, all right, well, he's, <clears throat> he's, yes, the legendary quarterback. I want to kind of be on his good side. So I'm going to say nice things. Like I would do that too. I'm never going to be, I'm never going to say, you know, anything negative or even nothing neutral. I will say glowing things if I want to make sure that I have a job after he leaves. But it's or not only that I can, it's not only it's not only current players that play with him, it's also former players too. So, you know, that yeah, that's the I mean, thing that's the thing that, that really gets me is like it's not just the guys in his current locker yes. room. Yes. It's other guys that have played and, with and, him and, before, and I and I understand you know? that. I understand that. And he's that. really um, loyal to his guys, and that's that's another positive quality that I. Take I do. I do. I, that 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 I think has uh, we've always seen, but mm-hmm. um, it's just like I just can't help but feel like there is such a uh, media facade kind of going on with Aaron Rodgers, even when he was talking about glowingly about Vegas, what's he doing? He's kind of planting the seeds out there. You think that it wasn't on purpose that he's planting the seeds of like, oh, like, you know, let me oh, talk glowingly sure. about, let me talk glowingly about Zach Wilson. Let me see like, oh, this is what he needs and this, that, and the other. Like it kind of like, he knows what he's doing because his disdain for the media comes with this whole like That's you know true. let me let me outsmart the media this is what he thinks that he's doing i'm going to outsmart the media by playing the media he's you know? he's the Kyrie Irving 
while yes he absolutely is you know but he is he's the guy that is he's the guy that he believes that he's the smartest guy in the room and exactly funny because you know what he he pushed the whole i'm i should be the jeopardy host because i'm super smart you know there there are times that he's always on on video with books behind them and stuff like that so he's pushing that narrative that you know what i'm smarter than thou you know and i and i and i do agree that you know um, yeah, like- and, but it, I just think that it's going to kind of all blow up in his face when he comes to New York, and and I feel bad for the Jets. That's the thing. I feel bad for the Jets because you guys really didn't have any options. I thought that the best option would be to get you know a car, simply because he Same. probably he probably you probably wouldn't have won a Super Bowl with him. You, I think maybe you would have gotten like close or even 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 like. You know, deep in the in, in in the playoffs, but I don't think I you would have won a Super Bowl with him. But you would have returned some respect to the organization and make people want to come. Like it, like Carr would have been that that like stepping stone guy, the gatekeeper guy. Like once you kind of like build yourselves around a good organization, then you can kind of like get yourself you know top tier quarterback and and top tier players to want to stay with the organizations. Well, I, I think mean, I, I think we're close to that. I think I think the Jets really is becoming a destination place for for a lot of guys because you look at the young young talent that's on this team. Um, that's something that you know what th- these guys are going to be here for a couple of years. You know, well, I, I think that it's attractive for young talent, but it's not attractive for young talent to stay for a long time. There, because the way that I look at it is like the Jets are a hot place that I can go and make a quick career and stuff like that, so I can get a better price tag at a more solid team. That's where I think dude, the Jets are right now. I think that dude, the Giants are there too. Personally. Dude, listen, listen to what you just said. You said the Jets are a hot place. You know how long Jets fans have been waiting for somebody to <laughs> yes, say that. Yes, exactly. You know yes, saying? but here's the thing: like, the, like we, we don't. You don't want to just have a hot flash in the pan. No, I agree right? with that. I you want this that. to. You want this to to subsist. You want this to like you know like to kind of like keep going even after the burner's been t- uh, turned down a little bit. So if it's just a flash in the pan, you know well, you've had flashes in the pan already in the past. And then it all comes crumbling now because you want to put all your chips on in in, in something in someone or in you know in, in a group of people, and then all of a sudden it blows up, and now you have to rebuild again. And that's where I find that like there's a there's I don't want to even say a probability, but there's a chance that if the whole deal with Aaron Rodgers blows up because of his personality, his take on life, and the way that he just likes to operate. If things go bad and all your like superstar players decide like, well, I did my thing over here, now it's on to better, you know, you know, greener pastures, and you lose all your superstars that you should try to keep here for the next five to ten years, uh, you I think that you're gonna end up going into another rebuild. All because well, you put all your chips on Rogers. I, I think I think that's a little premature. Um, because a, a lot of these guys are really all in with the Jet culture. You know, they really like Robert Sala as a coach and stuff like that. So, and you're bringing in Nathaniel Hackett, which by all intents and purposes, everybody that talks about him talks about him glowingly as a player's coach. Um, you've got guys that have said, you know, I've learned so much from Nathaniel Hackett. But let me let me ask you this so we can wrap up the Aaron Rodgers conversation mm-hmm. here. Um Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that the Jets have never had in a quarterback. I mean, you look at you look at the things that Aaron Rodgers does. The the very very did, small. Did. No, no, no. But but I'm I'm talking about in terms of the nuances of playing the position. 
mm-hmm. right? Because he, we've never had a quarterback that can intentionally pull somebody off sides or, you know what, he sees a, a certain thing and takes yeah, advantage of it. So that, that's something that's very, very important that as the Jets – They've never had before in a quarterback. I've never seen Zach Wilson pull anybody off. off I mean, I've never seen Zach Wilson do anything. Right, right. But I do think think that this is a really, really good thing for Zach if if he shows that level of maturity to take the next step. Because now he's behind Aaron Rodgers. He can see how a real quarterback – this is something that should have been done from when he first got here. But you know what? Sour grapes on that, right? Yeah. But now he has the ability to see Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, it, and again, you know, the way it looks, he really likes the kid. You know, they have they have a optics, relationship. That's all just optics. But there's a relationship, it seems, because, you know, Zach does idolize Aaron. And Aaron has, you know, ever since that training camp where they, they had that joint training camp, they bonded mm-hmm. there. So... If if that's to be believed, then you know what? I think Aaron Rodgers is really going to take this kid under, under his wing. And possibly if Zach, if, and I say if, Zach has the ability to kind of resurrect his career here. But going back to the whole thing about him bringing his guys in, I think that's also there's also a piece that's missing here. Not only are you bringing his guys for comfort, uh, comfortability for Aaron Rodgers, right? Because now I have my guys here. But I think it's also important. Like, Alan Lazard can go into that wide receiver room and speak to the things that Aaron Rodgers likes. So I would yeah, love yeah, to hear that absolutely. conversation between him and Garrett Wilson on, okay, well, in this situation, Aaron likes to do this. In this situation, he likes to throw the ball here. And I think that's super important, and it has really been is, talked yeah. about a lot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that it is. Uh, I think all, all that stuff is going to be, you know, great. Um, I'm I'm going to leave it with like what I think is the best case scenario and worst case scenario for the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Best case scenario: Aaron Rodgers is here for two years. He's here for two years. Uh, it's hard for me to say best case scenario that you guys win a Super Bowl. I personally still don't see it happening, to be honest the, with you. The Jet um, hate is real. It's not hate. I just really don't think because but I, no, no, I, it's not just you. Yeah. I'm not saying it's just you yeah. because you go on Twitter and you go on social and man, that Jet hate is out there. I like, I, so, oh I, my God. Again, again, I, it's, I don't think it's hate. I just think that like Aaron Rodgers' best years are behind him already and he just, you know, hasn't taken accountability for um, his lack of success on his own, on himself. And people are just kind of like maybe dismissing that. So I think that like you have him for two years, you guys go relatively, you guys go mid to possibly deep into the Super Bowl. I don't think that you get to the Super Bowl personally, uh, but I wish you guys luck. I'm in no place to speak on that, you know, obviously. Um and Zach Wilson does learn how to be a decent quarterback so that the Jets can use him and trade him not to play for the Jets. Because well, I do not think that you guys can give Zach Wilson a third try. Okay, That I would think, be the I biggest think mistake. Happen. I think that would be the biggest mistake the Jets could ever do. 
You know, because I think that like his tenure as a Jet has already been tainted. And I think that even if he were to show the signs of being like a, a great quarterback that has learned somebody something off of a under under Aaron Rodgers, um, by the time that he'll get to play again, uh, I think it'll be too soon. I think there'll be too much trauma from the years of, of him, of the start of his career with the Jets. And I think it would just be better off that he takes the tools that he's gotten from Aaron Rodgers um, under the Jets and go somewhere where he can start fresh. That's my I, take. Listen, I, I, there there are two ways to look at this, right? And and again, we're we're gonna pivot away from Aaron Rodgers soon, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, you're right. I, I think it's imperative for Zach to really take this as an opportunity to resurrect his career. Now, yes. again, it could be not with the Jets, or it could be someplace else. And and either way, it, it works out in his best interest. And if it's not here, then you know what? The Jets are back to finding another quarterback. Now, I will say this about Aaron Rodgers. um, And I know you said that you don't believe that he's the Aaron Rodgers of old. But you know what? Mm-hmm. With the roster that we have, we don't need him to be. We need I, and, 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 and again, you know I understand like? that. I understand yeah. that. That's why I say that thing. You guys are going to go deep. But I still want to give you my worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, you guys, you guys have Rodgers for one year because he's like, you know what? I'm not. And that's quite this. possible. Yeah, yeah. Because his, this is the thing. He gave himself an out already. He said, oh, I was 90% retired. But you know what? I'm going to give the fans what they want. I'm going to like, I'm going to be your savior. I'm going to come out and I'm going to play for the Jets. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like what they're giving him and stuff like that. He's just going to bail. Like the way that he's been trying to bail on the Packers, in my opinion. Uh, And you're going to be left with Zach Wilson that didn't learn enough from Aaron Rodgers, that most likely didn't even play a game this season um, because that's it. You got nothing. You got nothing because all you can do is maybe like draft – you know, another quarterback. Well, I, and I, I believe that the the Jets will draft the quarterback in this, um, in this draft. right, and not, so then, not only so, for the future, but for a a cheap, cost effective backup. Yeah. Know? See, my thing, I w- I would really, really would have done is that if you're going to gamble, if you're going to gamble anyway, I would have just gambled the money on Lamar Jackson. See, I would have just get because you're you're st- like it's gonna end up costing you almost as much as Aaron Rodgers. Here, here's the thing, and and this is a word that's been and that's it. After this, after this, we got to pivot because yes, this I is know. supposed to be the free agency episode, <laughs> know, right? not the not the not, not the, the trade episode, not, right? Not the Gabe's talk on uh on on Rodgers. So uh, Man, I really should have been it. part of that episode. I apologize yeah. to all of you guys. No, no, it's fine. Um, I I'll leave you with two things. Um. And, and this goes back to we don't need Aaron to be Aaron. We need Aaron to be semi-Aaron. Um, Aaron Rodgers in his career, when his team allows fewer than 20 points, is 80 and 9. Last year, the Jets allowed only 18.6 points per game. What are his so, – what, what, what's? yeah, but give me his stats for the last year then. Because I don't no, want his but, whole but, career. I know that he has a storied career. No, I want to know, know his but, last two years. Well, well I listen – those are, the ones, before, that are Those are the ones before, that are going to matter. Those are the ones that are going to matter. The year before this, he was MVP. Yeah, but none of us He's thought that he should have been MVP. Year. Did it? Only, did it? Let me ask you. Did, we true. didn't think that he deserved it. No, that's true. But he was in the conversation either way. Yeah, so he's that yeah, means, he's always going to be still, in the conversation. Still, you know what I mean? Like he was you know, still like, top yes. three. Yes, and he, last he year was. he did have the thumb. 
So, um, in terms of in terms of the, if last the year you had the thumb, then who knows how bad how bad the thumb still is. The thumb okay? Because the be other fine. thing too, the other thing too is that like they do not want to give him medical. They don't want to give the Jets the medical before they they negotiate contract. That's the so, other thing that bothers me. They're like, no, we're not going to like no medical talk, none of that. Okay, let's agree on numbers and then we'll go there. Well, I, to I'll, me, I'll this is like this uh, the 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 um the the Korea situation, right? With the Mets, Correa? yeah, with the yeah, Mets, yeah, with the Mets. So, listen, one one thing that one word that I am sick and tired of hearing that we've been hearing just like okay. like almost every single five seconds in the last month, leverage, okay, leverage. <laughs> I am sick and tired of hearing that. But go. Then the Jets should have done something. No, no, no. The Jets should have done something before, like they had, like, all the leverage. And I agree with that, but that's a Woody problem. I don't think that's a Joe D problem. I think Woody's the one who's driving this. I think if Joe D was really in the driver's seat, you wouldn't have this messy situation that you have right now. I think this is because this is solely because of Woody Johnson, right? I agree. Going going to Lamar, and we really need to cut this segment, but going to Lamar, the only You got 25 reason, seconds. Okay. The only reason that I have a hard time saying we need to pivot to Lamar is because of the fact that the Ravens still have that first right of refusal. And that's the reason why you're not seeing offer sheets, because the owners are smart enough to know, you know what, we're not going to do the negotiation for Baltimore, because Baltimore, what they're hoping is that a team goes out there and says, this is what we're giving, get willing to give you, Lamar. They're, in effect, setting the market for Lamar, and they're going to mm-hmm. look at it and say, well, you know what? That's fine. We'll sign you for that. And that's right. the reason why you haven't seen any offer sheets at all for a guy who's an MVP. Yeah. You would think that, that, yeah. that teams will be falling over themselves for that. But it's because of the fact that they know that whenever all the hard work and effort that they're going to put into it, Baltimore's just going to come in and say, okay, we'll match it. There's our guy. We've got him for the next five years. So that's why it's hard for me to say Jets just pivot to Lamar because then you're really in a nightmare situation because you're leaving Aaron there at the altar. You're going to Lamar and saying, we'll do all of this for you. And then the ex-boyfriend comes back into the picture and says, you know what? We're going to Toledo. (sighs) That's the problem. That's the problem with Baltimore. Yeah, and and well, Lamar. All right. Um. Yes, we spent a lot. Can of time we finally Aaron talk Rogers. about the Giants? Let's go God, Giants. Aaron you know Rogers. what I'm saying? Oh. Aaron, listen, Aaron Rodgers. He is a polarizing individual. You know, either you love him or you hate him. Right? There's no in between, really. Right? Never let's talk Giants. Game. Let's talk Big Blue. All right. So um, let's talk Big Blue free agency, agency moves. Killing the free agency moves. I think that they're probably doing like the uh I, I I've been saying this through the text. I really think that Joe Shane has been playing chestnut checkers with free agency all the way up, you know, even before free agency started with the contract negotiations with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, you know, everything. Uh, I think that uh, you know, like the way that he's operating is what's giving me so much confidence. It's not even it's it's not even like uh the moves themselves it's just like even like just i don't know like i just feel like joe shane has his like gm swagger there's a confidence in that in that organization yeah man like yeah exactly you you can feel it you can feel it it's like every move is so purposeful that it's almost like they 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 planned this you know before the season started 
It's like, hey, this is exactly what's going to happen at the end of the season, and I this is what so. we're going to go for. You know, so um, you know, as far as like targets that they were going to look for, things that they were going to do with the players, uh, and, uh, and 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 like the pickups, I think have been really good. You know, we mentioned Waller at the uh, top of the episode. Um, we you know brought the episode in with a clip from Waller, um, and then some. And then some, like, you know, other major things that happen. Speaking about Waller, I mean, like, I think that Waller, me personally, I don't know too much about Waller because I haven't seen a lot uh, from him other than highlights that we've, uh, you know, seen on social media and stuff. But I can't speak to, you know, his character in the locker room, uh, his, uh, you know, how he is as a, as a team player. But I know that he's a veteran. Um, I also know that he has been coming off of some injuries. So that worries me yes. a little bit. Uh, but uh, but you know we need yeah we need we need we need we need someone like him. We just we just absolutely do. So 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 he's an individual that struggled with drug abuse for for quite a long time. Um, and it, it, he it actually uh affected him in his first stop before the Raiders, and I can't remember where he was before, but you know we can we can look that up later. Mm-hmm. But he he is a guy that. Clearly, you can see that he's kind of resurrected his career. Um, he is he is a very, very good complement to Daniel Bellinger for you guys because he is really the pass catcher, the, that difference maker in the tight end position where yeah. Bellinger is, yeah. is more of that blocking tight end and stuff. Yeah. But again, where you have um, this veteran that comes in, he can probably teach Bellinger, who's still what this is going to be his second or third year. He's still a very, very young player, right? Yeah. He he can give him all of that expertise in the pass catching game, right? Um, but again, with Waller, you have to worry about injuries because he's been injured the last two years. But even then, even with the injuries, he's been a very, very productive uh player for the Raiders and stuff. And I know that the Raiders probably will miss him greatly, um, especially Jimmy Garoppolo, because that's a guy that could be really that, Yeah, that outlet for Jimmy Garoppolo if he was still there. But you know what? He's with the Giants. And so now Daniel Jones gets to cook with him. Yeah, man. I mean, I can't wait to see that happen. You know, I can't. It's going to be kind of. It might also be a little bit telegraphed, though. Uh, I think, like, I see, like the 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 um, the Waller Bellinger combo. Um, it, it would, I think, would telegraph uh, Daniel Jones Possibly. whether he's passing, whether he's passing or rushing. You know, doing a QB rush or or uh, uh, you know play action pass. Um, I I. What would be amazing is if they kind of like taught each other their roles. I would really like to see Bellinger and exactly. Waller kind of, you know, um, <coughs> rub off on each other. So this way they can kind of both, you know, uh, flip the switch on their roles and how they play uh, the, the position. So um, exactly. another big move that happened in free agency with the Giants, one that actually kind of caught me by surprise, to be honest with you, is uh, Julian Love going to the Seahawks for two years. That is that is um, a big loss for you guys because he was he he was a captain for you guys, wasn't he? He was a captain, right? Yeah, he was a captain. Um, he he, I know that he was a big you know big time locker room guy. I know everybody loved him in the locker room, um, but I I struggle with saying that he's a big loss because I think that he was just like one of those one of those players that that really like energized the the team. But I can't say that he was an outstanding uh, 
you know, safe. So I agree with that. Uh, you know, especially because if you look at the career stats over the last season, the last season showed that like the last season was really the first season he kind of came onto it came into his own, which you know merits the captain status. Um, but he dropped he dropped plays uh, a lot in when they, when they mattered most. He he didn't show up. Um, to to the big game against the Eagles and in the playoffs and stuff, and I think that like me personally, you know, I don't put, you know, uh, you've heard me talk on like how I felt the uh, Giants played in the playoffs in the very end, um, mm-hmm. and and with the Eagles and stuff. And for me, like what I saw was just a team that didn't show up, but mostly on, I the only person I felt like really tried to show up was was Daniel Jones. Because um, okay. he he tried to survive in the pocket, he tried to give the Giants as many chances as possible, but the defense just wasn't picking it up. The defense wasn't showing up. The defense kind of let it down, and that could have easily been by the guy that's supposed to energize them. You know, Julian Love is the captain in the back there, and he's the one that's supposed to like kind of get them riled up. But he's the one that also looks slow and also look intimidated and also looked like he, you know, didn't live up to the moment. And I think that that kind of permeated through the back end and stuff. So maybe the captain status was a little bit too much for him. Um, well, the Seahawks grabbing another New York free uh, safety through free agency. Actually, no, uh, that was when we when we traded him. It was it was a trade. So, um, but yeah. are the Seahawks are the Seahawks Florida? Are the Seahawks like I, you know where all where, where all it is, where right? all New Yorkers go when uh? <laughs> When things aren't going right for them in New York, all I know about Seattle is that it's hella rain, rainy over there. So, yeah, but you got Geno Smith over there, and now you got like, yeah, it's like it's like New York West, New York, New York, New York region. <laughs> oh man, I don't want to say rejects because they don't deserve that, but you know, no, no, no. But yeah, anyway, um, how would how would you grade the the Giants' uh, uh, free agency? So far? I, I I think it's solid. I I don't think it's you know you made a big splash with Darren Waller, and I really do like the the other. Big splash that you guys made with Bobby Okereke. Um, he, yeah. he is a fantastic linebacker. He's not flashy, but he's super solid, and he's going to do wonders in that Wink Martindale uh, defense and stuff. He's he's really he's really a position that you you have solidified, um, and also grabbing that defensive tackle Raheem Nunez Rojas. Nacho, Nacho. Nacho. He's he's got a great personality. I don't. Yeah, I love him. You know, he's kind of like he's like 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 I love him because you know he's uh he's he's our uh, who do you guys have? Oh man, what's his name on the Jets? Why am I blanking right now? He reminds me, and not as much, but like Jamal Williams. Have you seen some of the the interviews? Jamal yeah, Williams yeah, has yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokemon cap and stuff, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I love." It. See, that's the know? thing. We kind of need, you know, that's one of those things that I do feel like we need. We need like a little bit of personality and character that we that the Giants. The Giants has always been like this, like gritty team, where a lot of weird or crazy personalities don't necessarily fit. You know, I thought that Plaxico Burris was great, but the personality didn't fit. OBJ right. was awesome, but maybe his personality was too big for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but you know, we need characters like that. You know, we we need characters that are going to make it fun. You know, because if it's Absolutely. not fun, if it's not fun, then why are you watching? 
you know. So yeah. I'm really, really excited about him. I'm really excited about Okariki. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about some of the resignings, actually. I like the fact that we got Slayton and Brita back. Um, because yes, those they, they, I think, I think that, uh, while while Slain was also like very kind of iffy, I think early on, same thing with Brita. Well, not Brita, Brita, not Brita early on, but like, they just kind of, it just, it just really felt like the New York Giants, they, they really felt like they, they really kind of gelled and came together in the second half of the 22 season. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think these were some of the big pieces that, 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 that made that happen. Slayton, I have like a little bit of like a chip on my shoulder because he, he dropped some, 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 some passes on some like, you know, really key moments and it kind of killed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of me is like, you know, this guy either has it or he doesn't have it. You know, he feels a little bit like a, a Julian Love to me where like he, has big moments but doesn't show up to all the big moments and and i gotcha. think that like you know it's hard for someone to uh say that hey like you know if you're gonna be that guy like if you're gonna be the one to take the last shot at the buzzer that you need to be that guy every game it can't be like you know harking back to 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 basketball and with the Knicks, like Randall has been having an amazing season this year. Uh, but he's not the guy to shoot the, the shoot, shoot the ball at the buzzer, you know? And even though yeah. sometimes he's had the game winner and stuff like that, more often than not, he misses the moment. And if Slayton's going to be that guy, that worries me. Um, I hope that those things are kind of, you know, settled. So. Yeah, I, I I think that that wide receiver room for you guys is still incomplete because I don't think you you right. still have it, your yeah. number one. You have a good wide receiver team. Um, the addition of yes, Paris yes. Campbell adds a yes, ton of speed. yes. That's the next thing I was gonna say. Actually, that adds a ton. I of think speed. that that is. I think that that is gonna be. I think Paris Campbell is gonna be our 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 number one guy. I just, you really think so? Yeah, I really think so. I think um, you're still. I think you're still missing that guy, but I think he's a solid. He's a solid two, you know. Um, but I, I, I mean, I can see. I just, I just think, I just guy. think that, I just think that under like under Dable, uh, I just think that they're gonna like, you know. Oh, I yeah, think absolutely. that this coaching staff can bring out the best. He's gonna everybody. maximize. Like, like for example, I think, like, like I think, you know, Slayton. You know, even with Love and and Daniel Jones, they're always kind of like almost there. Dable came in and now they're there. You know, like even though we ju- I just said, you know, everything that I said about Slane and Love, they really, really did not have great seasons before Dable. Um, they just had their best seasons under him. Right. So Paris Campbell already kind of being a number two, I think that Dable's going to be able to like elevate him, you know. That's a possibility, but he he brings a ton of speed. That's something that you've been lacking in that wide receiver room. Right, he brings a right. ton of speed. He's going to be able to really, really stretch the field and, and when when it comes like that, which because, opens up everything underneath. So, so so it's funny because all the signings that we're specifically doing are all about speed. If absolutely. you look at the stats, I don't have the stats in front of me, but last season we were ranked dead last on speed overall, which mm-hmm. is why we weren't able to like really move the ball you know, as well as we should have. And, you know, why Why it's also like why it was such a surprise that we were able to get into the playoffs and even win right. a game. You know, I, I, you know, put that all on the coaching staff, you know, but really like everybody was just, you know, astounded at the fact that the slowest team in the league is in the playoffs, you know, making it happen, making it work. 
And this is another one of the reasons why I have so much faith and belief in Shane. It's because they know like, okay, our biggest issue is speed. We're going to go out there and tackle that day one of free agency. It's it's a good it's a good it's a good strategy. I mean, speed kills in in the NFL. You know, you it's a we're gone are the days when you can have a an offense like uh, the Chiefs had back in the eighties with the Nigerian nightmare Christian Okoye. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Where man. it's just you're you're just plodding along three yards at a time, but just wearing. You can't do that in this NFL right now. It, it yeah. is really yeah. all about speed, and you know, like I said. The guys that you're bringing in is is, you know, exactly what you what you said. They're they're speed guys, and that's just gonna help the the team going right. forward. You know, um, one guy that I I do want to mention before we pivot to the Jets. Um, speaking of the Jets, Jeff Smith, uh, a guy that that's you, right. Guy from he is probably a a wide receiver four for you guys at best, but. He does bring a level of experience to the team, although he's been in the league, what, I think four or five years. But you also get a very, very, very good special teams player, which is something that the Giants did suffer from uh, last year. Their special right. teams player right. wasn't the best. So this is the guy that's going to come in. And he's really going to yeah. Yeah, really help you guys with that. So, you know, congratulations on grabbing him from us. Um, anything else about so, the, the Giants? No, I mean, I, we kind of hit everything that I wanted to hit between Campbell, the re-signings, um, and Waller and stuff. Let um, me ask you one Again, quick, I do want to, you know, love, you know, I love love, you know, for the character <laughs> and the person that he, he was. And like, This feels like you know, we're talking heard... about the TV show You. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I still need to see the new season. You haven't um, seen it yet? Oh, my no, gosh. I haven't you, seen it yet. It when is, do I have time for anything? The only t- the only show I have time for is The Mandalorian, which is disappointing the crap out of me. Switch um, off. Switch off. Go to you. You starts out weird that last season, but it really builds. And it's like, oh, okay, now I know where the, yeah. what they're doing. It's really good. Are anyway. we going to put an ad in here for Netflix? <laughs> no, no. No, we're not. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this um, really, really quick. Needs going forward for the Giants. is Who do you think they need to, to really target? Um, free agency, probably the next big, big uh, point for that is June 1st with the June 1st cuts. And then we're talking about in April with the draft. Who do you yeah, think, I do really you think, think that the, we're going to address. I, I, I still think that we're going to need to address, uh, uh, you know, a, a stronger defense. And of course, you know, offensive line, I think in the, uh, in with the draft, but with the amount of picks that we have, I think that we're going to be able to plug holes everywhere. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that the priority. I think that we're probably going to go with a wide receiver um, as our first pick. I as think. you should. Yeah. Um, uh, the, but we're the definitely from Ohio State, tra- right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot his name, but he the, looks freaking the phenomenal. Smith, I think is something like that. Or? Looks phenomenal. Um, so, so wide receiver is going to be one. Then we're going to look at the line, you know, offensive line for the next couple picks, I think. And then we're going to bolster up the defense. You know, uh, we may take. Uh, I do think that they're pro- that we're probably going to pick up one or two running backs, just in case things just go south with Saquon. You know, he can of course like resign somewhere else. You know, if we don't make a deal happen here, get traded or whatnot. You know, we're probably going to lose them. Uh, in 2024, I do believe that we're going to lose them. Um, you know, it, it would be great if we can 
kind of keep him on because of how great he was in the last season. But now we're talking about like the second half of the average running back's career. You know, running back has a like a 10-year career. He's at his fifth year now. So he's going to start trailing off. And I think yes. that, you know, I think that we have like one to two years, one to two good years left uh, for Saquon um, where we can make a run at a, at, at a, you know, you know, deep playoff run, but we're going to have to start picking up. I think that we're going to pick up one or two running backs now that we can develop when that time comes or if Barkley ends up getting hurt again. So that makes sense. And uh, by the way, the, the receiver, I, I transposed his name. It's Jackson Smith, Nakiba, right? Not, yes, 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 not yes, Nakiba Smith. Like I, the, yeah, so no, he, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Jackson is that's, that's the, I don't know why, like in my mind, you know, I'm still thinking Lamar Jackson, so. Yeah, I know. Or Michael Jackson. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> let's pivot over to the Giants. Yeah, talk I mean, about the Jets. The I'm sorry. Let's, let's talk about the Jets. The true I, colors. The true colors are really coming uh, out. He no, knows what he's doing. He yeah, knows he wants right. to be a Giants fan. I, I Like I said, I I do like um, I do like me some Lawrence Taylor, but that's as far as I'm going to go. Jets free agency. Um, right. Now, I know. I don't really know anything that happened with the Jets, to be honest with you. So that's fine. Because you're going to have to school me on the Jets. Not everything not has just lot. been Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, and that's basically been our off season. I mean, we have picked up some guys, um, but free agency. I I've you've lost up, guys. You've yes, lost we have, guys, and we're we're going to talk about that because we have like a mini crisis on the defend the interior of that defensive line here but um i always thought that this free agency was more about building depth as opposed to making the big splash Mm -hmm. um because i think the the for the jets the biggest pieces we already have them in place and it's now just you know filling in those little those little things that we need and stuff like that and to be quite honest i think uh for the jets probably the report card would probably read incomplete because of everything that's going on with Aaron Rodgers and you know the the questions surrounding that but that's not to say that the Jets haven't done some work in free agency mm-hmm. um they have brought in some guys their biggest guy probably right now if you want me to be honest is going to be Alan Lazard and we spoke about him briefly before um Alan Lazard brings something to the Jets that they don't currently have right now um Alan Lazard is a big bodied individual he's going to do very very well in the red zone for the Jets which is something that they really haven't had and probably if you look back at the the last season could have used especially in that minnesota game where really the entire season the game came down to it but the entire season really came down to the fact that braxton barrios could not catch that ball in the end zone and i wonder if things might have been different and if alan lazard was on the roster because i think this is a guy yeah lazard Lazard to me is like a kelsey you know yeah he's a guy that you throw it up and just let him go go get it you know and and, you know that's something again that we really haven't had like i said the probably the closest guy that we have on the roster like that would probably be denzel mims but he's not he doesn't have the talent level that lazard has and what's probably going to happen is that he's going to be replacing Corey davis which 
makes sense because Corey Davis, as good of a little player as he is, um, the best ability is availability, and that's something that Corey Davis has not been able to give the Jets right, yeah, so that's far. True. Yeah, you know. Um, how do you feel about losing White? I I always knew that that was going to happen because um, and and again, this this kind of goes to what I said before. White was never going to come back here if Aaron Rodgers was on this team, only for the simple reason is that he's going to, and deservedly so, he's going to be looking to get paid, right? Yeah. You yeah. cannot bring in Rodgers who brings in, you know, he's got a $60 yeah, million. Yeah, he can't be a backup forever. And, and, right. And not only that, just cap-wise, it doesn't make sense because you're going you're gonna to pretty much uh, take the majority of your cap on your three quarterbacks. Where did he go already, again? He went to Miami. He went back that's home. Right, that's right. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And and I, you know what? Him going to Miami, I kind of question it also because he's still gonna be a backup. He's still gonna be a backup, but he's gonna be a backup to a guy that's injury prone, which fine. It gives him the yeah. opportunity to start. But for the Miami perspective, I don't see why it makes a lot of sense because you're you're getting a backup who may be just as injury prone as your starter. So, you know, the joke that I had over here in my household is, you know, when do we see quarterback three with Miami? Because, you know, you always run the chance that two is going to get hurt. And now you're bringing in White, who hasn't really been healthy with the Jets at all. It's only a matter of time before QB3 is, is starting yeah, with Miami. So yes. I mean, that's I, yeah, the I guess so. Yeah, I have that, that, there, that's, you know? that, there is. Yeah. I mean, but I, I don't feel... Like, yes, Mike White definitely needs to put on some muscle. He needs to put on some weight, you know, a little bit of weight. But I, I, I really felt that years I, to do it, though. Yeah, he's, but, I, but what I'm saying, rookie. right, right. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that, like, that wasn't necessary. That, you know, he's not Tom Brady, but Tom Brady isn't a big quarterback either. You know, Tom Brady is like freaking got chicken legs, you know. Listen, but you know what Tom Brady had was protection. You know, again, I, I don't care who you are. That last hit that Mike White took, that Goldberg spear, I don't care what quarterback <laughs> it is. No quarterback is coming it. back from that. You no quarterback is coming wrestler, back. By the way, he, 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 no quarterback is coming back from a spear like that without but, something. Like, so just it doesn't matter just, who it is. But you know, so I, thing, what though. I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is that like, mm-hmm. can't really put that one on Mike White. Eh, but I really can because you know what? As a quarterback, you ha- you have to know how to be able to not put yourself in those positions. That's that's kind of that's kind of the thing that comes with experience and maturity at that at that position. Aaron Rodgers would never put himself in a position like that to get hit that way. And I I, I think that's the thing so. that's the I thing that so, but... that kind of holds Mike White back is, and and again, it's a positive quality, but it's his ferocity and tenacity. That really puts him in those spots. And that's why it makes him injury prone. Now, he may be just injury prone to begin with. But if you're not taking steps to take care of yourself and protect yourself, then these are, these are the things that are going to happen. And I think I, that's I, I, I suppose thing. so. I suppose so. But that, that's, that's, that's tough for me to accept because if this is supposed to be a team sport and your job is to protect me, then... You know, then then what are we doing here? If I got to take that into my own, then then and I got to be the one accountable for that. Then you know, then I just don't see the point in having <laughs> an, an, an offensive line that's well, supposed to protect me. You know, because it, it, that's always been my that's been that was my gripe 
with you know the Giants over the like the Giants' biggest flaw in the last decade at the very least has always been quarterback protection. Eli Manning could have had a much stellar career if he just had more protection, you know. And 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 Daniel Daniel Jones. Daniel White. Daniel Jones, I think, could have done much, much better too if he had more protection. You know, it's I just it's tough. It's tough when you don't that. have protection and you don't have weapons. Jets had weapons, had targets. Mike White was hitting all the targets, but he didn't have protection. He has protection and he has his targets. I think that you would have seen much more from Mike White. And I think that that's what well, I think that's, that, you know, I- I think that's any quarterback, really. You know, that's if you, if yeah. That's, give, again, again, that's time, any quarterback. You know? Yes, exactly. Right. If you so give it, them time, so it's the that's classic. what I'm saying. Like it's hard. It's hard for me to 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 put it. I I see what you're saying as far as like you know, you have to know when to when to throw the ball away, when to because Daniel Daniel Jones. It's, that's it's that actually. That. I think I think Daniel Jones did the best of that this year, where he was like, you know what, I'm gonna protect the ball and myself. He took sacks. He you know didn't take a lot of the chances and that's why he didn't have so many turnovers this year. Such a huge, huge difference in, in, uh, in his, um, uh, well, a turnaround in his turnovers. Um, you know, Mike White can stand to do that a little bit more, but it's, it's gotta be, I would, I don't even want to say 50, 50. It's gotta be like 70% O-line, 30% on the cube. No, I, I agree with that. But I think, I think what he's lacking right now is those subtleties. Like, like for example, that hit by Milano in Buffalo, um, all you got to do is just shift, like maybe take one step to the side, right? And it doesn't become that devastating thing. And yeah, but it was the, also in the middle of a throw. It's no, I know, I know. In the middle and, of a throw, you know, know like, he, and like, I'm saying you know. that, that. Listen, that that was probably the anomaly, right? That that was just. That's yeah, crazy. I mean, if he if he steps if he steps earlier, steps late, or whatever, in order to like avoid the throw, then, in order to avoid the hit, then he misses the throw. Right. So, so. It, it, there's a there's a little little thing, but you know what? I think Mike White was destined not to be on this on this roster. Yeah, so no, I mean, I agree. Left. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think that he did what he needed to do in order to uh, put himself in the best position for his future. I think that you know, I think that the uh, Mike Effing White tenure in, under the Jets was great for the Jets fans um, in a time where Zach wasn't able to do that. Could you imagine right. if you didn't have Mike White and all you have was Zach? This 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 last season would have been just like so like well, listen, miserable. I mean, the season Mike, was miserable, but like yeah. th- it just would have been so much more miserable without Mike White. But but think about it this way: Mike White only did win one game last year. No, no, I, I understand you know? that. I understand so, that. So, but I, I I just feel from like a fan fervor perspective. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was yeah. it was basically insanity all over again, and that's something that I've said from from the get go. And I think that's it's white sanity. You know, that's that's what it was with Mike White. The one thing I I, I will say I want to say Mike White, Sanity. Mike White Sanity. Sanity sounds weird. Mike Sanity. Yeah. There you go. That works. Um, I am a little surprised that he did go to Miami like you because I thought he would probably want to compete someplace in a place where he can possibly get a starting job. But I think that also speaks to the fact that you know what maybe a lot of owners didn't look at him that way, or a lot of GMs didn't look <laughs> at him that it's, way it's, as it's a possible. starting quarterback. You know. And it's possible, but like, I, and that I, was his best, his best I, place I, to go to. I have no reason to necessarily. I have no, no. There's purely speculation and stuff. But I think Tua is going to have a very short, short career. I think that Tua is going to go the way of Andrew Luck. I, um, I believe so. Also. Where, where, if he takes one more bad hit, 
um, where it's going to be like, you know what, I got to protect my my physical well-being and, and pull myself out. Um, I'm not saying that that's the reason that Mike White went down there or why he got picked up. Yeah. But maybe maybe there were conversations already happening. That's pretty morbid you know, if so. you think about it, right? It is. But, you know, what I'm saying like yeah. like what I mean, what I mean in the sense of like, you know, Obviously, conversations are happening in the in, in the back end between the uh, the owners, the coaching staff, the medical staff, and Tua. You know, Tua might say like, "Oh, like you know, I like maybe I have one more year in me." Or medical staff is like, "Hey, I really don't think that like he should be playing." You know, this is what's probably going to happen. You know, the, everything comes on advisement, and it's more of like, "Hey, let's insulate ourselves against something more in the future." Mike White could be starting. I, I think that it's most likely that he's going to be starting in uh in in Miami. What, what's his deal? His deal is for one year. He I think he went two years, uh, twelve million dollars, I believe. Right, right. Okay, two two years, twelve million dollars. Um, you know, maybe maybe he ends up getting a starting job after Miami. So, any anything else on the Jets that 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 has like uh, happened or that really kind of. Well, we did we did add another solid piece to that defense, and this wasn't really through free agency, but mostly through trade. Mm -hmm. um, we did get a a four year starter from Baltimore for a seventh round pick. Jesus Christ, I can't believe that I'm saying that. <laughs> a seventh round pick for Chuck Clark uh, from Baltimore. This guy is. He fits the bill for the Jets perfectly because um, as good as the secondary was for the Jets last year, one of the things that was a pain point really was the safety position and in terms of missed tackles. You're not going to get that with Chuck Clark. This guy is a tackling machine. He's one of the highest rated tacklers in the last four years. This guy, if he's got his sights on you, he's not missing. And I think that is that is an awesome thing because you can you can look at some of the games that the Jets lost and you can say that bad tackling was the reason for it. Mm -hmm. This guy cleans this up, you know, and, and he's a leader and in, that, like in that locker room. He's a playmaker. And he is too, you know. Yeah. Um secondary stuff, probably not his strong suit. Um, and that's why I still think that the Jets have to go out and look for um, another free safety that's a, uh, an area of need um, because Jordan Whitehead and Chuck Clark kind of the same kind of the same player now Chuck Clark played more in a in a I, I believe if I remember correctly he played more of a free safety position mm -hmm. uh, I think he's better suited for the strong safety but the fact of the matter is in you know, um, Robert Sala's defense, those safeties are really interchangeable. There's really no free safety or strong safety. There's just safety. So those guys kind of interact and they like to play them back a lot. So, you know, um, but I, again, I, I do think that the Jets are better served trying to find a, a, a free agent that fits that need. Um, one such guy that I really wish that the Jets would really kick the tires on is CJ Gardner Johnson from the Eagles. He is a he's really? a guy. Yeah, yeah. that's he, true, he's a man. guy. CJ, and, oh god! And I'm god. surprised that he's still out there and available because you know I I do understand that he similar to Waller has some history um, of injuries the last two years. But you look at what he did last year. Last year he missed five games. He still tied for the NFL lead in interceptions. And so this guy's a ball hawk. I think he would do wonders to... And if you put him on this defense, 
that's secondary you don't touch for at least a good five years because that secondary is will be a shutdown. Nobody is passing against that secondary, you know. Just um, just just the just the is uh is it, I'm not gonna lie, it's uh looking kind of scary. So. Yeah, but there are issues um, because we've lost Sheldon Rankins, who was the starter last year at defensive tackle. We lost uh, Nathan Shepard, who was listen. He's he's not the the you know he's not a Pro Bowl player, but he was part of that rotation. Um, that defensive tackle position all of a sudden went from a, a position of strength to kind of like something that you need to worry about as a Jet fan and as a Jet organization. There's not a lot of depth there. I mean, you've got guys like Tanzel Smart, who is who's probably backing up Quinn and Williams right now, and he doesn't have a starter to, to you know, on, on his whatever side he's on. So, um, you know, that's an area of need that the Jets really, really have to figure out either in free agency mm-hmm. or um, the draft. And honestly... There is a guy out there, again, from Baltimore, that I wish that the Jets would kick the tires on. That guy's name is Calais Campbell. I think you put him in that defense. Um, he is not the Calais Campbell of old, but I think he's veteran enough and savvy enough to make that position work. And having him next to Quinion Williams would do wonders. You know, I, I think both of those players would really feed off of each other, to be honest. I feel you. I mean, you know, to, you know, it's hard because it's hard to to kind of think about like uh, the Jets moving forward until this deal with uh, Aaron Rodgers is done. Because everything it's not is, done. It's yeah, not everything done, is so, everything you know? is in a holding pattern right now. Yeah, the Jets. And, and and Aaron Rodgers saying that oh, I intend to play for the Jets. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I don't know that there's nowhere else that he can really go that could also afford him. You know, no. um, it's just a matter of whether he decides, like, you know what? I don't want to play anymore. You know, so, you know, so I, know. With, I, I, with, I, I think I think that like ninety nine point nine percent sure he's going to play for the Jets. You know? It's not 90. Uh, it's not 90. <laughs> it's not 90. Uh, I, I think that he's 90 percent BS, but I think that he's going to play for the Jets. You know, I think I, I think, think everything we, else. I think everything else that he puts out there. Again, to me, the fact that he, you know, insinuates, okay, to not put actual words in his mouth, insinuates mm-hmm. that a decision is going to be made when he comes out of this uh, darkness retreat and then goes on a Pat McAfee show, and then insinuates that these are the things that I want, but this isn't a list of demands. It's just things that I would really, 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 really want if you want to have me join your team. Um, he does these things on purpose, you know, but you know what? Every, every player does that because when, when Peyton went to the Broncos, he had a quote unquote wish list. It wasn't as public publicly. It, it yeah, was but he didn't lambast the entire media yeah, for right. like, Oh, those weren't my words. Well, it's a, it's a He's different play- thing. It's a different I, thing. Yeah, you I know? know. It's just, it's so, just, again, it's Aaron not Rogers like playing the media, Aaron Rodgers playing the media. If he's playing oh, the media, he's playing. The he facts. has, he had Twitter on fire. For, yeah, for he Hollywood, loves it. You know what I'm saying? He loves yeah, it. He, he loves to I, see a burn. I, I won't disagree with that, you know, but it but you know, it's not the first time and it won't be the last time that a star player says, you know what, 
I would like to play with these guys. I and and every single so, and every single time I'm gonna call BS on him. Okay, you think that he didn't know what he was doing when he uh, tells Adam Schefter, uh, "Hey, lose my number." You know, he didn't think that a reporter was gonna report on that. He didn't report on that. But then, so when Adam Schefter didn't report on it, what did Aaron Rodgers do? Oh, well, I'm going to stir the pot. I'm going to, like, talk about this news. I guarantee you Aaron Rodgers sent that text knowing or thinking that Adam Schefter was going to be like, hey, this is what Aaron Rodgers said to me. And then Aaron Rodgers would have been like, you see, this is why I hate the media. Schefter did nothing. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers decides to put gasoline on the fire. So this is this is the thing that still to this day concerns me because the New York media is a very very different thing, you know. Uh, there's a difference between Green Bay media, which allowed Aaron Rodgers to say whatever he wanted with impunity and really didn't push back on him. It was more the national media that does. Yeah, um, he's not going to get that same type of treatment here in New York. The minute that he says something wrong, the New York media will be after him, and that's one of the things that has always been a concern in the back of my mind with Aaron Rodgers because if that does happen, it becomes a distraction to the team because now you've got guys walking into the Jet facility, guys like Garrett Wilson, and say, hey, did you hear what your quarterback said? Yeah, what you think about this? What you think about Aaron Rodgers and this, you know, that and the other? Instead of focusing on football, now you're you're playing like like a, a PR hack for the team. Because Again, now and the thing is, it's gonna happen. Thing. It's gonna. It, the well, reason it's gonna happen is that's because the one thing that concerns me. The really. reason it's it's not even a, a a possibility. It's an absolute certainty. Is because Aaron Rodgers loves it so much. He loves going against the media so much and that especially he in wants to York, create. Right? Yeah, he wants to create that. I I almost feel like he's coming to New York solely so that he can like you know cause Let's this troll everybody. Storm. Yeah, just a troll. He's like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the one guy that New York doesn't want here, and I'm gonna go on purpose. And I'm gonna like start like, you know, I guarantee that that's what's gonna happen, uh, and he's gonna revel and love it, you know. But yeah. he's also gonna hate it, and that's why I think that he'll be here probably for just a year. He's gonna be like, you know, I had my fun, I did my thing, you know, I I stood my ground as a as a libertarian, you know, uh, character going, you know, against the grain you know, of, uh, of, of society and media and stuff. Uh, but I'm, I don't need to do this for another year, you know, right. and the Jets so, are going to be left holding the bag. So wrapping this up, our, our next up, our next big episode is probably going to be the draft. So let's talk very, very quickly on the draft and stuff. And, um, okay. you know, the, I have the figures here on what the projective projected draft cap would be for the jets we're looking at based on their picks and that's solely based on what it is now i'm mean, i'm getting these figures from spot track right um assuming that no draft picks or any any of the draft picks continue to stay with the jets aaron Rodgers trade notwithstanding the jets would need about 8.3 million dollars in cap space to sign their rookies with the Giants, on the other hand, the Giants have a total of 11 picks in the draft this year, which is a great thing to have. But that also affects their, their salary cap because now it that projected draft pool is going to be $10, $10 million. As it stands currently right now, I believe the Jets, their draft situation is about $8 million, So they're covered in terms of um, getting the in the space to bring in these rookies and we're still we still haven't even talked about uh Corey Davis 
whether he stays or he goes with this team, most likely he will go, and he'll, they'll probably have even more cap space with that. Um, we're also talking about Carl Lawson, who is probably a cap casualty as well if he doesn't restructure his contract, and C.J. Mosley, which is another guy that uh, is a candidate for restructuring. So the Jets will have space under their cap. Um, the Giants, I believe, right now are at three million dollars at the cap with everybody signed. So there's still going to be some work to be done in terms of restructuring. Well, I, th- I think I think they 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 they've I think they've done a an, an okay job. I know that with the I think it was it's with Paris Campbell that they uh, converted um a lot of, da- no uh, a Darren lot of, Waller Darren Waller is who they uh, converted uh um his uh his into a signing bonus. So that's yeah. what frees up the cap space. And I think that I they're think just going to keep playing around dollars. the numbers. Yeah. Huh? I think, I think that, that freed up $7 million. So they were yes. actually in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Point, so you know? they were, yeah, yeah. They, 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 I, and I think that Shane is just going to keep doing this. Uh, yeah. I have no worries about it's that. It's also, it's also why I think that like, there's going to be, you know, uh, such a, such a huge emphasis on, on the draft capital that we have. Um, and why, like, I think that, you know, I think if free agency signings might be done, um, they might add like a guy here or there, but yeah, I I think you're right with that. So, you know, I think we're going to find everything in the, uh, like in the, in the draft with the picks. I, you know, I'm sure that we're going to be moving, moving, uh, some of our picks to move up in the line too. So. I, w- I was just about to ask you that. Yeah. What, what did yeah. what did you feel about Joe Shane? He's probably going to play Trader Joe over there, right? <laughs> I love that nickname. Yeah, Trader Joe. Yeah, I think uh, you know we have eleven picks. I didn't didn't we move already one of the picks. Um, not that did. I'm aware, or, of, but I, I, well, like maybe I said, that we're most likely. But yeah, I think I think yeah. we're going to move probably around three to four picks to be able to move up higher and and get get our wide receiver, get our running back. Um. Uh. And, and, you need a center, and, also, and, I believe, right? I do. Yeah, but you know, centers. I think that's, I think that's something that both teams. I don't want to say centers are a dime a dozen, but centers aren't that exciting. You know, I think well, that centers centers are is is relatively easy to kind of patch up. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the Jets and the Giants have their work cut out for them. Um, I think uh, we've. You know, I think they're both as as an organizations as both organizations. I think they're in a very very good place right now. Um, it's just specifically with the Jets. I think it's just kind of getting that depth that's very very important, both on the offensive right. and the defensive line. I think with the Giants, like you said, um, defense, wide receiver, running back, those are kind of needs that they need also. Um, but I think they're very I think both teams, to be quite honest, are very, very well positioned to have a very good draft and a very good offseason going forward. So mm. um we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, like I said, our next episode, we're probably gonna come back here unless something big happens and you know, we'll drop a like a one-off episode. But I think the next real big one that we'll have. It'll be centered around the NFL draft, and I'm excited about that because now I get. Yeah, to yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see like the combination of like I mean, yeah. the Giants. Personally, I think the Giants are looking like you know one of the most solid upcoming teams. So yeah, know. and I like to dive in and kind of look at. I'm not a big. Fa- I'm not a big fan of college football. I, I really haven't been. You know, college football to me is is a weird game to me, but I do love around this time of year just jumping in and checking out 
who's out there, who's available, who are some targets for our teams and stuff like that. So, you know, in the interim, I'm going to start messing around with Google. Absolutely. You know? All right. All right. So, um, that's the end of this episode. I want to thank everybody for joining us all the way to the end. Um, and again, we'll be back for the NFL draft. And until then, guys, thank you for watching. And as always, go Jets and go Giants. Go Giants. Later, people. Peace.